Hello, what's up? Welcome to the Cryptid Zone. Hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. We are. My name is Jeremy Hughes. Uh, and I'm Lois Dome. Uh, and that's us. Yep. The ones talking mm-hmm. about cryptids. Yep. Uh, and you're listening, so actually if you want to like fill your name in here, good, we're glad you're here. Hello. We've Let like, me just fill out this this name name sticker for you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I feel like I just wanted to like... Uh, like have everyone who's engaging in this interaction name together. I'm just I'm just gonna stick it, stick this on you. Is is there okay? Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now uh, that's out of the way. Yep. Uh, we're trying out a, a fun new new format for the show today, Lois. Um, mm-hmm. Which is that usually what happens is we both go away and we do some do some research and mm-hmm. uh, and we we come back and we we talk through that together. Yeah. Um, I've, and, I've you know, been I just, here. Yeah. I just, I just thought it would be useful and maybe mm-hmm. like interesting, fun, exciting, yeah, even get a little rush uh-huh. if we tried a, a new format where you do the research <laughs> and then I just, I sit here quietly and have the research said to me, and then you react to it, and then I react to it, right? Exactly. Okay, I don't so mean to be mean, but I do feel like we've done this before. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Um, I I have like vague memories of having this kind of conversation. No, 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 no. Yeah, we've had this kind of conversation, right? But this is this is subtly different. The the last time I didn't do much research, uh-huh. and this time I didn't do any research. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see where the variation is. Okay, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. It's completely cool. different. Well, I mean, that's fine. Um, I mean, we've got a lot going on. There's a lot happening in the world. It's true. Yeah, and I and you know that I love to have all the power in every situation. So this. It's fine. So this is really ideal for, for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, in my defense, I did check my encyclopedias and there's nothing on the Hodag, which is the cryptid we're talking about, the Hodag. Yeah, yeah, we haven't even said that. We're like two minutes in. Yeah, we're talking about the Hodag. Yeah. It's episode, uh, episode 24. It is indeed. Wow. Yeah, I looked at, looked in the looked in all of my encyclopedias, nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no Monster Quest. The best I could find was a PBS documentary. There's also a Scooby-Doo episode. Ah, cool. Well, yeah. I can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I just know it exists. Ah, dang. We are uh, also still recording this from lockdown. The last it's episode, true. we were like, maybe the next episode won't be. Well. It is. Yeah, it is. Here we are. You know, and, and we're just inside um, doing inside stuff. So how's your inside? <sighs> It's just, I don't know, I feel like I don't get to go outside for things. Mm-hmm. I don't get any exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm just eating loads of food. Mm-hmm. Work is still really busy despite everything, which is why I didn't have any time to research anything. I'm just like, roll out of my bed, go to my desk, do my job, and then go back to bed. And well, you look a bit of time... stylish, I'll say right now. Like, I feel like you're doing that right. Thanks. Yeah, I put on a jacket, a cool jacket, because it was a little cold in here. <laughs> and that's my story. It sounds good to me. How's your lockdown been? Um, It's been fine. I have, like, significantly less work than you to do, so I've been just, like, finding other ways to fill my time. So like what? I'm back on crafts. Nice. So. What kind of crafts we got? Well, I'm, I'm on a new scarf right now. <gasps> I started oh, that this... One's... 
three days ago. <laughs> That's amazing. I love um, the pattern. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for those of you at home. It's the there's like a zigzag pattern in in like the stitching of the right, scarf. Right, but it's like yeah, it's colorful as well. It's got yeah, like so horizontal color stripes, but also zigzag texture. Man, there's so much going on. It's jazzy. Yeah, but but since I've been like looking for shows to watch while I've been doing this, right? And what have you been watching? So I've been watching Terrace House. Love it. Um, and I uh, yesterday I watched Terrace House for so long that last night my dreams had subtitles on them. Were they in Japanese? Like the I don't I like right right was it, it was just like the mood of Terrace House where like I I couldn't understand what was being said but there were just subtitles you know you can't like right. read in your dreams so there just were like words in the air yeah there's just time. shapes that yeah, sounds and, cool though yeah like shapes at the bottom of my eye line and then people were just sort of doing things mm-hmm. with no real reason for them. Where, where are you at in Terrace House? Let's watching... forget about the crypto. This is a Terrace House <laughs> fan cast now. Uh, for those at home, Terrace House is a Japanese reality television show about people who live together. Um, but I'm, I'm watching Boys and Girls in the City, and I'm on part two of that. Is that the newest one? No, that's the oldest one. That's on UK oh, Netflix. I don't think I've seen that one. Right now, they, they I had to take a pause today because there's some high drama going on, which is very unusual for Terrace House, and it was stressing me out. So, yeah, we're we're just at the very end of the newest one that came out. I don't remember what it's called. Is that um, one the Tokyo 2019 2020 that one? Yeah, that's the yeah. One. There's been a lot of like for a long time, nothing happened. It was just like very <laughs> very quiet. Like the first, I don't know, I don't know how many episodes, but they like had the same cast for a really long time. And like, there was a little bit of drama, but not much. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly a lot of shit started happening and it just hasn't stopped. Like the turnover of new people has been like constant. It's yeah, like, no, it's been like such high drama. I think that people are going to like leave the house because they don't want to live with the drama instead of like leaving the house because they feel fulfilled or whatever. I, and I'm, I'm like, I hate think... it. I didn't sign up for this. I just wanted people sitting in a nice house and sort of kind of talking quietly. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, recently in in the new season, it's like all of the original people left like in fairly quick succession. They kind of started dropping like flies and there have been a bunch of new people coming in, staying for like a few episodes and then leaving again. And it's just been like constant. Stressful. I have that to look forward to. Netflix, however, whenever I log on, keeps like, you know, at the top of the page where it like plays an ad automatically for something that you think it should watch. It keeps advertising mm-hmm. other Terrace House series to me. And I'm like, I will get there. Calm down. Stop rushing me, Netflix. I'm going to finish this you don't one. Wanna... I feel like that's such a chaotic way to watch Terrace House to like cycle through one episode <laughs> of each at a time. <laughs> like completely ruin the chill vibe of it by... <laughs> Oh my god. I'm getting stressed out even thinking about that. Okay, don't yeah. do not do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, anyway. Um, to sort of get into the episode, I was planning on like derailing us also right before we got into it because I really want to tell you about this book that I read. Please. And I, it's like, okay. So my parents sent me this book a while ago and it's called Killed Strangely. It's a, okay. it's a, a history book. Um, and it's mm-hmm. about this woman called Rebecca Cornell, uh, who died in, uh, as most people do, but in the Rhode Island colony in, uh, like 1763, no, 1673. That's the way, other way around 1673. 
Um, she lived with one of her sons and his wife and their family. Um, and she she died one night. And then people were like, oh, it was just like a tragic accident. But then she appeared as a ghost to her neighbor and like implicated her son in her murder. Ooh, so, spicy. Right? So then they had to do an inquest and he was tried and found guilty of murder um, Based and put on the, to death. The- was there like evidence, or was it just the ghost's testimony? Uh, there, there was like other evidence. Some of it was like real evidence, and sometimes of it was sixteen seventy three evidence. For example, mm. one of the people testified that the corpse bled in his uh, presence, and it was believed that corpses did that if, like, the person who killed them was around. Interesting. So, not great. Um, but if the ghost hadn't appeared, they had, wouldn't have tried him for murder. But this is the only, like, recorded case of matricide in the American colonies. Hmm. Yeah, which is crazy. I think it's, like, fully recorded is what the book says. That seems suspect. Yeah, the only fully recorded case of matricide. Well, there could have been other cases. It's just, like, not recorded, you know? Yep. And also this book sort of, it goes through all the evidence and sort of, like, the context of the time um, and sort of argues... Maybe Thomas didn't kill her, but like you know, he would have had motive, right? And like really goes into it, and it's really interesting. However, the book also goes into a thing about uh, some like notable descendants of Rebecca Cornell, um, mm-hmm. including Lizzie Borden. Which one's that? She's the one who allegedly killed her, I think, mother and I think it's stepfather with an axe um, in like New York State in like uh... 1890. There's been loads of movies about it. Yeah, no, I knew the name, but I didn't put two and two together until you said yes. that. Okay, but, so the, the theory is there's just like a spooky murder situation going on in the bloodline. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. I th- well, I th- that's why the author's talking about it, because she talks about a couple other like sort of spooky murder descendants. But I mm-hmm. think really it was just that this author like did a lot of research and just sort of wanted to like write it down. And, like, right. let everyone know the cool research she did, which is a valid enough reason for sharing. It sure is. However, this chapter about descendants neglects one Uh-oh. very important one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is yours truly, Lois Stone. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God, you just blew my mind. So you're saying you come uh, from a spooky murder bloodline? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One of my and my my not, my dad actually. So he uh, printed out the like bit of our family tree. <laughs> so my nine times great grandmother, um, uh, like manifested as a ghost in order to falsely accuse her son of murder. So that's fun. Ah, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Man, welcome to the club, the spooky murder bloodline club. <laughs> Do you have a secret spooky murder bloodline? Are you allowed yeah, to welcome me to this club? <laughs> I don't know about murder. Definitely spooky. Okay. I'm not sure if I ever showed you pictures of my grandparents' house. I feel like <gasps> I might have done. You have. You've posted these on the internet many times ago, and it's just like filled with stuff where like, somebody was like, what if we set dress this for a horror house? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, so, I mean, I'm not sure if I've told the story on the podcast before of the suit of armor. Um, so, I don't think so, because I don't feel like I've heard this story, but tell it anyway. So, in the entrance hall of my grandfather's home, there are several suits of armor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, as a small child, terrified of these suits of armor. Uh, I used to call them the Tin Men mm-hmm. uh, and was just really freaked out. And so one time to prove to me that I didn't have anything to be afraid of, my mother lifted up the visor on uh, on one of these helmets just to show me it was empty. And it was not empty. Uh, one of my uncles, I think as a joke, had put like an African tribal mask inside <laughs> the... So, so when the visor got lifted up, there was just that. And that kind of fucked me up for a while, I think. Um, yeah. There's definitely a lot of spooky vibes. I don't know if those pictures are still around anywhere. I'll see if I can find them. Um... I wouldn't be surprised if there were some bodies on the premises, but I don't know. I don't know well, about anything I mean, concrete. It is like Britain. There's spooky. I mean, stuff. the house is the house is haunted for sure by yeah. like lo- a lot of a lot of there's a lot of ghouls up in that situation. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you for sure. I don't have. I mean, I don't have a well-researched book. <laughs> unlike you yeah about it that runs through it oh, uh, it was really cool yeah it's, it's an interesting well written book and I, I would recommend it to anybody looking for fun history book it's not too long you know looking for things to read in this time of quarantine mm-hmm. nice yeah. do you feel like you yeah. gained any additional insight into your yourself reading this book um I don't think so okay uh, I mean, mostly it was like, my biggest concern really reading it is, so everybody was having like 10 kids and they were all named Rebecca and Sarah mm-hmm. and Elizabeth and Thomas. Those were mm-hmm. the only names. And then like everybody was just super marrying each other, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So like they're talking about the other people who are like in the village, and I was like I was like cross checking it with the family tree my dad sent with the book, and I was like, oh, okay, like most of these names turn up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do turn up. Like my dad only sort of like pulled out the like direct part of the family tree, so it does like turn up in different parts of like different generations. But still, I was like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, but then, like, it did talk about where, like, Rebecca and her husband had actually come from the UK. They were, like, first-gen immigrants. Cool. Um, And then, like, talked about where they'd come from in the UK, and I didn't know about where my family had come from in England. So that was cool. That is cool. Like most people, a tiny-ass village, so. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you know know where in England? Um, Yes, it does say. Hold, please. Is it the north, northwest? No, no, no. It's, it's like north of it's like north of London, but okay. not that much more north. Oh, yes. Okay, I've got it. Uh, so the family came from a village called Saffron Walden, which is in Essex. Ah, uh, yeah, I've heard of that. I think. Yeah, it's like a very, very English village name. Ah, my mother, my other side of the family is from Essex. Also. <gasps> what if we're distant relations? Oh no. <laughs> I mean, it would probably be like 16th or 17th cousins, so we're like, we're probably good, but you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be fine either way, but... um. 
It'd be really distant. I mean, saying that, my brother, when we were in school, befriended this kid, and then it turned out that we were like fourth cousins. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 weird. Nah. I mean, I mean, in terms of just like meeting someone and then finding out you're related to them is weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is it is kind of weird, but yeah. It's just like spooky when that happens. I don't know. It's like you don't really think of that as a thing that happens ever. And then when it does happen, you're like, wow, that happened. Yeah. You know what I, I think, mean? Yeah. Most of my family <laughs> was from like the south of England, except for one group who were from like Cheshire. So I feel like my chances of running into like distant relations nowadays are very low. But you you've you've come back. Yeah, I have. You've you're back I've... to your your original ancestral home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Maybe maybe one day I'll do when we're allowed outside again. I'll do like a tour of all these little villages that I've like bits of family from. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I actually wanted to do for this episode um, was go to Rhineland, Rhinelander up in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Yes. Which is where the Hodag is from. Which is not the same as going to visit your family's <laughs> villages, but you know, in in the spirit of being allowed to go outside and do things, yeah, and bringing it back to the the cryptid, the hodag. Yes. Oh yeah. I, let's talk about that. I mean, no, I'm good to talk about your spooky family more, but <laughs> well, I was so just like, is, well, we're this is a nice tie-in. So my brother was living in Wisconsin recently. He's, you know, my brother. I've talked about him before on the podcast. He's mm-hmm. a cool dude, but his girlfriend's from Wisconsin. Um, and so I texted them to ask if they had hodag feelings. And Elizabeth, who's my brother's girlfriend, said that the hodag's from like more north than where she's from, but that that part of the Wisconsin is like the redneck part of Wisconsin. Right. But also, really interestingly, she said that the hodag to her felt very Brothers Grimm, or just like very German, and like that part of Wisconsin is all like German. Um, yeah, I mean immigrants. the name Rhinelander is. Yeah. <laughs> it's there in the name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, it's far enough. It's at a distance from me where it's like manageable, just about. Like, it's like a mm-hmm. five hour drive, I think. Well, I think uh, when we're allowed out, you could always do uh, do a little thing. We do have an audio clip of me visiting like Loch Ness that we've never released. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. We never released that. I think you sent that to me and then nothing ever happened. I was, yeah. was going to keep it in the vault for a Nessie episode, but then that hasn't happened yet. So. Yeah, well, we could always just do like a little, a little like bonus of audio of us in places that have famous. Yeah, uh, pals. I think because I think Rhinelander is, if not the closest, then definitely one of the closest places that that I feel like the Midwest is one of the the kind of cryptid hotspots of the U.S., mm-hmm. which is to say, it's one of like the four major regions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> When I think about it, actually, maybe that's not true, but, you know, definitely in terms of Paul Bunyan, etc., I feel like the Midwest has a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. This is our second fearsome critter that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, so this is, like, definitely, like, a folklore creature as opposed to, like, like a cryptid, necessarily. Mm, yeah, I think in, in terms of the conversations we had last episode, like, I, I'm, I care more about that distinction when it's 
folklore from like a marginalized community but this is like white people folklore so like white american folklore so i'm fine with like not being as respectful towards it well no but also (laughs) my whole thing was that the guy who was like hey i have a hodag was then later like yeah this is a straight-up hoax i made it up so Uh uh, so on like on that on that thing i think we're pretty like sound to say that this is like not a regular cryptid (laughs) because it's a thing a guy was like no no i just made this up um Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, like, good on him. Um, anyway, you want to hear he's... about the Hodag? Yes, I would love to. Please. Okay, so okay, so Hodag, we've already said, is fearsome critter from northern Wisconsin, uh, mm-hmm. particularly around, you know, uh, Rhinelander, and he turns up a bunch in Paul Bunyan stories. So he first comes on the scene in 1893, um, thanks to a, a guy called Eugene Shepard, who was a land surveyor and timber cruiser and, like, well-known prankster. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I did do a little reading around this. And yeah. it, it seems like prankster... I don't know if prankster is the right word for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because some of this stuff was... um, Like, okay, I did find some stuff about him. I did take lots of notes. Are they organized? <laughs> no. So he did do some stuff where he had a like hunting retreat and fishing retreat and he would carve wooden fish and then like rig them on wires so that he could sort of make them jump up and down in the lake so it seemed like there were loads of fish to keep people fishing keep them from leaving Um, that to me that to me isn't that kind of thing that's not really a prank that's more like a scam yeah you're just like trying to use it to make money I think it is kind of a scam. Because also, apparently, uh, when creditors came to his house, he would put soap in his mouth and pretend to be rabid. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> and that's like, like it's a prank if you do it for fun to like a friend or yeah. to a stranger. But if you're doing it to like make the IRS go away or whatever, then yeah. that's not really a prank well, anymore. And then this is an interesting thing as well, because a lot of the stuff that I was reading... So, okay, so I'm going to... We'll sort of jump to sort of the end of the story and then we'll go back but like you know he said that he like had one and people would come and see it and then the smithsonian was like hey we're gonna come see your hodag and then he had to admit that it was a hoax right and so there Mm -hmm. were all these things that i were reading that was sort of making it seem like the smithsonian was sort of like knowingly like this is fake, we're going to, like, call you out. Right, right, right. You know? Or, like, it was a fun-lovable scamp. But then I was, like... Well, but, I, no, I was doing some reading into the timeline of it, right? Because in some of the descriptions of the Hodag, it compares his tail to a stegosaurus. And I was, like, that feels like that would have been, like, a really timely, you know, thing. Like, when was a stegosaurus, uh, you know, discovered? And it was only, mm-hmm. like, shortly before that. And then right. I got into reading about this period called the Bone Wars, which is like when there's this like massive period of dinosaur discovery in the U.S. And the Bone Wars are sort of said to be from 1877 to 1892. So 1893, when the first Hodag report comes out, that's like just at the end of 20 years, pretty much, of there being actual new discoveries that are happening mm-hmm. all the time from this part of the country. And so right. I feel like, you know, to your point that like, this isn't him being a prank. This is like him capitalizing on people wanting to pay money to see new creatures, but then also right. the Smithsonian, they're not coming to be like, Oh, we're going to catch you out. They're like, Hey, we have an entire new collection of thousands right. and thousands of bones of new creatures. 
let's get yours as well. And then he has to oh, that's, like... That's disappointing, because I was going to say, like, it's one thing to be audited by the IRS. I kind of love the idea of, like, being <laughs> such max-level power tier that you're getting audited by the Smithsonian. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I obviously, I wasn't at the Smithsonian at the time, so I can't know, but I, I imagine that it, it was like a, oh, amazing, an actual live new creature. Right. Um, yeah. Also, I'm kind like, of disappointed we, we don't live in a world where it's possible to get audited by the Smithsonian. I mean, we can try. We can try. <laughs> what, what would we have to do, do you reckon, to get audited by the Smithsonian? Hmm, I don't know. How many different pieces of animal bodies can we, like, fuse together into just, like, the world's largest skeleton? Can <laughs> um, we just, like, get one bone from every skeleton? And, like, every... Not every skeleton, obviously. A lot of people are still using those. But, like, every type of skeleton. And <laughs> and see if we can... I, I don't know. I uh, hate this visual. Like, I hate it. Right, like, and so will the Smithsonian. <laughs> That's my point. So so it's less, I feel like in that situation, it's less that they would audit us for making up a new creature and more that we would be audited for bone crimes. For bone crimes. That's the dream. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Can I just say, very disappointed when you started talking about the bone wars when I realized that it was just about... Uh, fights to do with skeletons. I was excited for a second there. <laughs> you like the, the skeletons were fighting? No. Oh. People were fighting with bones? Is that what you were picturing? Uh, I'm just going to drop this. No, I want to know. Because the bone wars were pretty lit. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, they do sound lit. It's just, you know, I want to fight in the bone wars. You know what I mean? Well, maybe you could have in these bone wars. Yeah. So, yeah, because, okay, so the Bone Wars, 1877 to 1892, like I said, you've got, in one corner, in one corner, Edward Drinker Cope from the Academy of Natural Sciences in Philadelphia. And in the other corner, we have Othniel Charles Marsh of the Peabody Museum of the Natural History at Yale, right? So they're both like... We're going to get so many fucking bones. It's going to be amazing. But mm -hmm. they, like, not only, you know, had all this funding to do research, but then we use their own money to, like, lie and cheat and steal and, like, write hit pieces in newspapers against each other and, like, try and ruin each other's reputation and, like, attacked each other. Like, had smackdowns in, like, scientific publications. Oh, that like, sounds great. every single level they hate each other or what what are they fighting was it a about cover for something else Ooh. <laughs> like maybe maybe they had some other feelings that they just didn't know how to express at the time you know yeah is this kind of a rivals to, to lovers narrative yeah that's what i i mean that's what i'm selling yeah i'm buying it yeah, but apparently they were both completely financially ruined by the end of this period. Um, and also... <laughs> That's how every every courtship should end. <laughs> That's a successful relationship right there. They're financially ruined, socially ruined. Like, they were yep, just, just completely disgraced. Yep. Uh -huh. um, however, they did lead to more than 136 new species of dinosaurs being discovered. So, like, you know. <laughs> Pretty good going. 
Yeah, um, that sounds like a successful bone war right there. Yeah, yeah, and then like, and then everybody in the whole country was like hype as shit for dinosaurs because right. these two guys were fucking going crazy. So okay, okay, so it was a bone <laughs> war in the in the oh, yeah, way yeah. that I thought it was as well. Oh, did oh okay, I finally caught is up it... to your meaning of bone war. <laughs> there we go. There it is. <laughs> I've been inside alone for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me too. That's why I went there. <laughs> <sighs> anyway miss people anyway let's talk about the hodag again <laughs> is this this is the end of our bone war tangent then there's no I more mean, maybe we'll circle back to the bone war again in a bit okay okay so but we're so, we sort of just like skipped over the hodag we're like let's talk about the bone wars anyway 1893 i said that we would go back and now we are it's 1893 again first like newspaper reports of the hodag from our pal eugene and the hodag was described as having the head of a frog, mm-hmm. the grinning face of an elephant, <laughs> thick short legs mm. with huge claws, mm. the back of a dinosaur, mm. and a long tail with spears on the end. Mm. My biggest question here is, are elephants known for grinning? They aren't. Yeah. And like, what, what do we mean by that? Like, is the trunk there? No, 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 there's no trunk. So it's like face of an elephant, but not nose of an elephant. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But nose of what then? We didn't get a nose reference. There's no nose. There's no nose? It's not a nose. So how does he smell? Uh bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh great. Actually, no, no, no. Actually, that is a canon thing that he smells bad. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't have a nose because otherwise he would notice. Yeah, that's that the joke. He smells bad. Have you not heard the, that joke? No, no, no. I was doing the joke on purpose. So was I. Okay, I was cool. Just checking. trying to add more information that it was not just a joke. I see. You are segueing from the joke into, into interesting and, re- and true facts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm a cool. podcast professional. That's true. Ben, you can, you can cut the part out where I, I ruined Lois's funky flow. I mean, or you can keep it in. Uh, yeah, do whatever you want, really. <laughs> we trust you. We do. So it smells bad. How come? Why? Yeah. Tell me. Uh, real bad. Um, so, hold on. Hmm. So, well, I did find an article specifically that called him the legendary ugly smelly beast of Wisconsin. Uh, that, uh, oh, goodness, sorry. Um, I don't, where did I write down? Anyway, he did smell. Uh, I, I'll find the notes later. We'll get there. He smelled. Just take my word for it. I do. Um, I will. Thank you. Lived in the woods. I'm guessing yep. that's that's why. Yeah, we'll, no we'll get there. We're just going to gonna go through these notes. I, I told you, they're not in an order, so we're just going to, you know. That's fine. I, I love chaos. <laughs> um, anyway, so 1893, uh, newspaper report. Then Eugene is like, let's get a group of people together to get a hodag. And then they see one, but then they decide to blow up the cave that it's in with dynamite so it is dead damn so that sucks yep but then 1896 eugene is like hey i got a live one and apparently how they did that is they saw a hodag in a cave and then they put a rag with chloroform on the end of a long pole and then they stuck the pole into the (laughs) cave they just like poked it in there yeah (laughs) to make contact directly with the but doesn't if it has no nose so How can it? <laughs> um, I just, it feels this like a makes very. makes no sense. <laughs> this 
this feels like the sort of thing that like in a D&D campaign, it'd be yep. like, we're going to catch him by sticking chlorophyll on a pole. Yep. And then the DM would be like, you know what? Fucking fine. Roll for it. And uh-huh. then you roll like a nat 20 and you're like, fine. It's like, God damn it. Okay, fine. Chloroform the fucking animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so then Eugene displays the hodag like at a bunch of county fairs and also in a shanty in his house. Mm-hmm. And it was always in like a really like low lit area and stuff. And, but he, they, it was essentially a wooden figure that they'd like rigged up with wires so it would move sometimes. And then they would have someone like behind a wall and growling and stuff. Uh, the other one that Eugene used to pull is that he said he had it like in his basement and then people would come to see it and then he'd be like, yeah, let me go check. And he'd be wearing a suit and then he'd like go into the basement and then there would be loads of like growling, snarling noises. And, and he'd then change he'd into like back. a ragged suit. Yeah, <laughs> like a completely destroyed suit and be like, oh, uh, so not today, really friends. Today. You can't see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I just love the idea of be... like a, a ragged suit sitting on a coat hanger in his basement and he's just like going down there and like doing a quick change. No, but not only is he doing a quick change, but he's having to add his own sound effects while he's doing it. Right. So he's like changing his trousers, going like, Wah! I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Right, yeah, but people pay a dime to to see it, and he made a whole lot of money. And then it was at this point that the Smithsonian was like, hey, we're going to come check this out. And Eugene was like, fine. (laughs) I have a confession to make. But the Hodag is, like, super beloved in Rhinelander, so they have a giant statue of one outside of their, like, civic offices, civic centers. Mm-hmm. It's also the mascot of the local high school. There's also a country music festival in Rhinelander called the Hodag um, Yeah, festival. I saw about that, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they've also got, like, oh, they've got two uh, statues at the Rhinelander Ice Arena, and one of them has red light-up eyes and blows smoke, which sounds cool as hell. That does sound cool as uh, hell. And like I said, it was in a Scooby-Doo episode, and then also is in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, like the OG books, like, mm. the, you know, back in the day, yeah. when you could buy that little two set of Fantastic Beasts, and then like the history of quidditch and then also it was on the cover of lumberjanes number 46 which ah, i actually own nice um, yeah so just just cool that is cool uh also the hodag is the name for like a, a tool for tree planting so you know that good old lumberjack lore i do indeed so that's like the main the main stuff so then other hodag facts just in in sort of order that i have it so this one article is just talking about how the hodag can be killed by dynamite chloroform and lemons wait and also excuse me lemons like yeah you can kill it with lemon juice okay just like a little squirt a spurt yep okay um also it eats white bulldogs hmm Mm mm-hmm that's so specific yeah what? Yeah. Any any reason for that? Uh, it's a fun story, I guess. It is a fun story. Yeah. Yeah. Also, apparently, weighs two hundred and sixty-five pounds, and this one article, um, from the Skeptical Inquirer points out that this is only sixty-nine pounds heavier than the average Milwaukee man. Nice. So, like, not that big, really. Also, that's so specific. Two hundred and sixty-five. <laughs> yeah. What? Why? Yeah. How? Where? 
Did they weigh one? Yeah, well, they, they caught the one, you know. Okay, so they just weighed that one. Well, technically, they caught two. Uh, did they take the average? Well, they, they, yeah, they were like, this is fun. These are probably indicative of every hood eggs. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Uh, and then this is the article that says that they smell like dead buzzards and skunks. Also so. very specific. Yeah, well, they did catch two, so. Uh, yeah, but are these people, like, hanging around dead buzzards and skunks a lot? And, like, do, mean, do buzzards did... and skunks sp- smell significantly different when dead from other animals? Well, I think I think they were two separate thoughts. Like, dead buzzards. And skunks. Okay, okay. And okay. skunks. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, also, this article had a quote from the Rhinelander mayor. I don't know if he's still the mayor, but he was when the article was written. Richard uh, Johnson? Yep, that's what I wrote. Um, no, Richard Johns. Wait, his so name Richard is Dick Johnson. Johnson? No, no, Dick Johns. Dick Johns. Because I, yes. On Eugene, he, he said, well, he was quite a man in regards to the BS going on. <laughs> uh, that's how I want people to refer to me after I die. <laughs> I'll remember you that way. I'll make sure that it's like. Just like, just like <laughs> someone who was deeply involved in the local BS. That's, how, that's just how I want to be. Just like someone, constantly on his bullshit. When someone thinks of local BS, I want them to see my face in their mind. For like generations to come. For forever. <laughs> Ten thousand years from now. <laughs> they'll be they'll be like, why why do we call this a Hughes? Why do we call this but you're doing a Hughes? And it's like, well you see, there was once a man. No, realistically, what I want is for ten thousand years from now people to do that. And someone's like, why is it called this? And everyone's like, I don't know. No, fair enough. Just like be so so ingrained, yeah, 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 in in the thing that that even after memory of me is long gone, but there's just like people are still going to be referring to their bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just how I'm trying to be. Well, I I you know I want that for you. Thank you. So do you remember back in like episode like two or three when we were on the amazing website Lumberwoods and they were talking about like the fearsome critter books? I do. Yeah. So some of these books talk about the ho dag. Um, but it gives a like a Latin name for the hodag, and I wanted to ask you this: Did you take Latin in school, Jez? I did. Can't guarantee I remember any. Okay, but I I suspected as much. Uh, <laughs> that was a drag. <laughs> you deserved it. I did. <laughs> so I did send the name of this to the other person I we know who I suspected probably took Latin at school. Yeah. For a translation. <laughs> uh-huh. Um so I do have a translation, so we'll see how how you do. You ready? Uh no, but go ahead. <laughs> um so it's Deformis Corniger Lacrimans. Uh say that again. So the first word is deformis. Mm-hmm. And then Corniger. Hmm. And then Lacrimans. Lacrimans has something to do with crying. Mm-hmm. Deformis, I feel like, is just like deformed. Mm. Because that's that's D. D I mean, this is in the Latin construction, that's where this D comes from, is like formed. D D is like D is like out or um, and then form is is form, right? So, deformed, crying. What's the cent- central word again? Corniger. I might be saying it wrong. It's C O 
C-O-R-N-I-G-E-R. Corniger, maybe? <sighs> uh, I don't know that, that middle word. Okay, so uh, according to our other Latin friend, who is Ben. Uh, yeah. We went, <laughs> it, we went to it, Latin class together. <laughs> and Ben, if you could just add in a sound effect here to, to demonstrate whether or not you did any Googling to get this. I'll never tell. Thank you. Well, Ben apparently did check it. Like, I, I will say we were texting and Ben did like text me an answer and then was like, hold on, I'm going to go check. And then like check that they were right. So... Okay, all right. But but that it means like ugly weeping horned one. Horned one. Okay, that's that's the part I didn't get. Yeah, it was it was the horn. It, it's it's the corn like cornucopia. Right. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't. I I didn't take Latin. Also, you know, I just I want you to know that I didn't just suspect that Ben had taken Latin. I knew because Ben brings it up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. And every time it's like, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> when I went to school, the ceiling fell on a kid's head one year. So that happened to me in primary school as well. <laughs> no, this was in high school. This is like age fourteen. <laughs> is does that different? Yeah, from well, when it happens at fourteen. Well, what I mean is that we didn't have Latin in my school. I, we didn't I have ceilings. Okay. I understand. <laughs> yep. All right. Understood. Yeah. Um... <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, back to fearsome critters. Now that uh, I've made fun of you for taking Latin, uh-huh. so okay. So then, this fearsome critters book—it's really interesting because it says that the Hodag was reported in Maine many years past, which is just not the case at all. Like that's just like made up. But I thought it was really interesting because it's like trying to like create a historical legacy around an emerging mythology mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's like oh well this is already a thing right right, right. not only is it already a thing but it's already a thing relating to like a place where white people have been like more settled for longer right uh so anyway so i thought that that was really interesting um it is mm-hmm. it says that it's uh less well it, it's now more rare because that there's an increased use of lemon in cooking and then it said that uh, for hodags and citrus fruits are in the same ratio as wolves and wolfsbane. It also called the hodag a distressingly ugly animal who's actually known to cry about how ugly he is. That's so sad. I, it is. It's a massive bummer. Also, a uh, petition to rename lemons to hodagsbane. <laughs> oh, I would be really down. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm going to live that life. <laughs> So it said, uh, knobbly head, bulgy eyes, two big horns like a stag beetle, uh, stout and powerful claws, tail with a hook, and stegosaurus dorsal spines. And that the smaller teeth used to be used as umbrella handles. I feel like I'm, I'm so sick of, like, these normative ideas of beauty. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think the hodag is ugly. Like, don't you just want to go ape shit and be ugly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, what you're describing to me, I'm down. Yeah, I mean, same. Stop crying. You look cool as hell. You got a stegosaurus back. I'll like, tail. also like two giant tusks. The dream. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Own it. 
Also, to have like stegosaurus spikes, like you know, nowadays there's so many like cool like spray paints and dyes and stuff. Like you could look however you wanted. You could, yeah, you could truly accessorize. You would be the most punk rock person. You genuinely, yeah. Get a get a leather jacket with the arms cut off. Yeah, and like the, the, and then, the stegosaurus spikes like holes. Yeah, well, no, you don't need to create the holes. Just put it on and they'll get punched out. <gasps> That'd be even cooler, you're right. Exactly, right. You can own this. Yeah. Get some tusk piercings. That'd be so cool. Um, it would. Also, this book says that the author once had a handful of extremely rare crystallized hodag tears, but an uh, lady friend collected them, believing them to be a fine amber, had them strung into a neck yoke, and then went and spilled a Tom Collins on herself, and so and the lemon juice of the Tom Collins dissolved the hodag tears. So a couple interesting things, not only that lemon kills like hodags, but dissolves all parts of hodags, like Wicked Witch of the West style. Hmm. But also I looked up and Tom Collins, the cocktail emerged as like a popular thing in the 1870s. So this is also like a very like hot and trendy reference for this book to be making. Okay. I was I was wondering whether you were going to say that Tom Collinses were invented to try and protect people from hodags. I mean, that would be cool as hell, but no, they were invented for people to get drunk. So uh, I mean, why not both? <laughs> I yeah, why do we not have more drinks that are like? <laughs> it's dual purpose. Yeah, it's like if there's a hodag around, then I'm protected. But also, if there isn't, I haven't wasted could you, my time. Could you like extend this out to other like beasts? Do you think like um? You mean different cocktails? Like protection against like werewolves or like a drink that'll also protect you against vampires or yeah. like what's that? What's that uh, booze that has like gold or silver flecks in it? Oh, there's one. There is one with gold flecks in. I don't know if there's a drink with silver flecks in. I mean, there should be because that that's your be. that's your werewolf. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why anyone would want to keep a werewolf away, but if you did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not relatable content here. Uh, truly not. Um, yeah. Are, are there any garlic cocktails? I feel like that would be gross. It would be bad. Um, but if you've got to keep a vampire away, uh, then yeah. what choice do you have? That's true. I don't know if there are any garlic cocktails. I don't know that much about cocktails, to be honest. It seems like one of those things that, like, you know, like people who like get into cocktails, it just seems like a lot to like get into cocktails. Yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of just have a couple that I like, and I just make those. I don't have time for new I've, cocktails. Yeah, I, I don't even, like, put in the effort to owning the things to, like, make cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you've seen the size of my kitchen. I have no storage for things. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. So there's garlic for vampires, silver for werewolves. Mm -hmm. Any other big ones we're missing? Um, I mean, I don't think we know of a lot of beasts that we would want to keep away, but I think that we're, we're biased in this. I think you're right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about cocktails to like attract beasts? Ooh. Good question. You know, I don't know. And um, what, a, what, a, what a, No, I can't think of anything. Can you think of anything? Nah. Maybe Let's just like, bit. it's not about the drink. <laughs> it's more about like going to the right bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that we can do. Yeah. Yeah, like Jersey Devil is, I, we talked about this in the Jersey Devil episode, but like a really terrible metal bar mm -hmm. from Jersey Devil. 
I feel like most of these creatures would be found in dive bars. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. It's true. Just about Mothman. finding the right dive bar. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Neon lights. Well, that, that's another thing to add for the to the list for post-lockdown of finding the right dive bar to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It's just an excuse to go to a lot of bars, really. Uh, not that we'll need one, but... We will not. Mm. I cannot wait to drink somewhere except my home. <laughs> yep. Um, I've got a couple more th- things from my notes that I wanted to bring up with you. Please, yes, let's do it. So there's this article from Wisconsin Life about the legend of the Hodag from 2016. Mm-hmm. And there's a quote from Jerry Scheidel, mm-hmm. who is a former Rhinelander mayor. Okay. Who, okay, so this, this is like a quote from him, but then it says, Jerry Scheidel, former Rhinelander mayor, who's portrayed Shepard in reenactments. Reenactments? Yeah. They do of... reenactments of the Hodag hunts. Oh my god, that's amazing. Do they have like a Hodag costume? I don't know. There were no other details. I couldn't find any other details. This is like like a little a little fun, juicy morsel. This is just casually jumped in. I couldn't find anything else. So if you're if you're out there and you're listening and you know anything about these Hodag reenactments, I want you to contact us immediately. Pause this. Contact us. And let us know. We want. I want to know more. Pictures, we want videos, yeah. we yeah. want information. Personal interviews, uh-huh. like... All of it. We we want to know, when's the next one, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, how did do it they get have started? The, do they have the chloroform on the stick? I hope so. Do you think they have to use fake chloroform? Do you think it's like a point of contention? Do you think there's like factions in the reenactment community? Almost definitely, like- yeah. <laughs> there's the, there's yeah. the chloroformers... There's the the uh, ethanols. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. like some people are like, no, let's just use water. Yeah. There, there's a there's a definitely like a mumsnet esque faction who are like, think of the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. unsafe for our yeah. children to be participating in this monster hunt. Yeah. We must just use water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, schisms, civil wars. Yeah, violence, I need to know. <laughs> possibly death. Who could say? Who until, could say? Until we get more detail, we can't say for sure. Fights on the street. <laughs> Think of the families. Houses on fire. <laughs> Rhinelander in chaos. <sighs> <sighs> nice. Also, uh, this article did say that one of Eugene's other pranks, or pr- pranks, scams, <laughs> was that he sold perfumed moss through the mail. But I don't understand what or why. Like, what... What is the purpose of, like, I don't understand what the scam is. Is this, do you think this is like trying to explain TikTok to someone who lives 50 years from now? Or like 100 years from now? Maybe. You're like, oh yeah, perfumed moss. You don't know perfumed moss? That must it's be just it. The, yeah. It's just the thing we did. Yeah. You take some perfume, you put it in some moss, you, you rub it all over your body. You you're kind of green and you smell good. But the, but then but then I was like, was the scam that he was like, also oh, you perfumed moss and then it was like regular moss, you know? Yeah. Or or it was like, oh, is there like actual moss that smells better? And he would just like throw some perfume on some regular ass moss and sell it to them. You know, like there are possibilities for this being a scam, but I just is, don't. Is this just like some goop shit? Where yeah. you get you get exactly what it says on the tin. It's just the scammers that you would want it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So that's <sighs> that's another question for uh, you know the future. Gwyneth the Paltrow. Yeah. Well, also for Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I actually give it like three more, you know, like sales cycles, and I'm sure perfumed moss will be turning up. Yeah, that perfumed mossy like is coming back in style. And when it does, remember us. We called it. Mm-hmm. We're influencers. Yeah. yeah. I want to be selling perfumed moss on Instagram. Yeah. So there was a article on Atlas Obscura about the Hodag, right? Mm-hmm. And just talking about the statue of the Hodag. And said it had this quote, which is, A far smaller hodag was given by community leaders to then-Senator John F. Kennedy and Mrs. Kennedy in 1959 when they visited Rhinelander during the early months of his presidential campaign. In a letter to Henry J. Barquist, the Democratic county chairman who presented the gift, Senator Kennedy remarked, quote, We find the hodag to be a very provocative conversation piece, and we are delighted to have so interesting a souvenir of our visit to Rhinelander. End quote. So the only detail from this says that he, it's a smaller hodag. How small do we think it is? Maybe like this big? Like so, a little so baby? Like to, to, to like fit in your hand. Yeah. Because my theory is that if it's a small one, that could fit in the mm-hmm. pocket. Maybe that was Lee Harvey Oswald's real target. <laughs> You've cracked the case open. He, he wa- missed. She's saying Lee Harvey Oswald wanted the hodag yeah. statue. No, no. A real hodag. A live hodag. So, oh, so he wanted the hodag. Oh, oh, I see. So it's I not see, a, see. it was not a statue. It's a real hodag. <gasps> it was a real hodag. That is whispering like in the president's like ear. No. <gasps> and it was controlling everything from behind. This is a ratatouille situation. Oh, this is a, <laughs> So you're saying that a tiny rat- hodag was ratatouilleing the President of the United States? That's right. So the, the Cuban Missile Crisis is the fault of the hodag? That's right. <laughs> How did we not see it before? Because it was so small. <laughs> Everyone's like, why is JFK always wearing a chef's hat? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> And he was like, this is just the style. And they're like, you know what? You are like the style, most stylish president we've ever had. So right. Yeah. So probably. But that's why chef's hats came back in style. He started a yeah. trend. They're like, you're never yeah. in the kitchen. Why the hat? He's like, with very jerky arm movements. Like, why not? Because <laughs> that's how JFK talked. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flawless impression right there. Yep. It was perfect. <sighs> So that's my theory. Nice. I love it. The only other thing I wanted to mention from my notes is that I watched this YouTube called Hodag Sighting a Story. And it was this guy talking about a Hodag sighting that he had. But it, but it was like unclear if this was like a really earnest thing or if this was just like a fun tall tale thing. Mm-hmm. But like like picture who you think from northern Wisconsin would be like telling a, a, like a fun story of a Hodag sighting. And, like, that's probably it. You probably got it. Yeah, I think I did get it. Yeah. But uh, the most important part of this to do for me is that in describing the noise that this hodag was making, he said it sounded like someone who eats potatoes trying to get into an old pair of Levi's. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that hits close to our home. (laughs) Which is such a beautiful turn of phrase. Damn, that's such an own. That's devastating. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <sighs> Brutal. Yeah. I think those are my most important things to talk about with the Hodag. That that was impressive. You got a lot there. Unfortunately, I have nothing to add. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's there's more more out there, but um, you know, we got we got to leave you wanting more. We do. The people want yeah. more. I'm gonna get back into the habit of buying paperbacks ahead of. I want to get. I feel like right at the start, my mission statement was to have a library of terrible paperbacks. I don't really feel like I followed through on that. So this is kind of my pledge, my lockdown pledge, Okay. is to yeah. try, do my very best. Uh-huh. I actually already did this for next month's cryptid. Tried to find some paper books. Wait, so you, you looked it up already? I did, just to try and kind <gasps> of... So you've broken format again of me surprising you at the end of the episode with what the next cryptid is? Well, I'm... I'm God, I can't win. There's no, there's no way. I, I, I try and be prepared, and all I get is is pain. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's not just like this podcast. That's just Ben. Can we life. can we can we just fade in a little bit of sad Gary Jules Mad World here, <laughs> so that Jez can have the whole experience of being a sad boy. Yeah, that's all I all I want. <laughs> I uh, I'm just I'm just a real victim here. I'm just. I'm just a victim, you know, of circumstance, of the world around me. Everything is terrible. And... Uh, no, I'm fine. I'm yeah. good. Thanks. You can cut. Um, should we say... Should we tell the people what the next cryptid is? I think you should. And I'll pretend to be surprised. Okay. Well, oh, okay. I will say, looking at this list, that the Hodag was suggested by two different people. It was just by mm-hmm. Chloe on Twitter and also a friend of the show, Linnea. Thank you to both of you. Uh, but... It's been a fun journey. Yes, it has. But uh, next next episode, we're going to be talking about the skunk ape. <gasps> the Florida skunk ape. Yeah. Which I've never heard of before. Uh, me? Well, I mean, I've heard about because I put it on this list. But you know, other than that, I don't know anything. But I don't think we've been to Florida for a cryptid yet. No. So this is going to be fun and sexy. It is going to be fun. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be hot. It's going to be wet. It's going to be wild. Uh, yep. It's going to be humid because you know Florida. And Florida, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so glad that we get to go to Florida at last. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Would you like questions from the internet that we've got for this episode? I would love some questions from the internet. Do you want to do you want to uh start and I'll yeah. we can do a little back and forth round here. Yeah. So the first one is from Dr. Linnea, who requested this episode. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot that she's now Dr. Linnea now. So my apologies, Dr. Linnea. If there's time for a hodag showdown in which you both try and pronounce hodag in the most Wisconsin-y way, you'd make my quarantine. Also, what would a hodag eat? Hot dogs? Spelled like that. I, f- I feel like this is a lot of pressure. I can't do... a. Wisconsin accent. <laughs> I don't think I could do a good. I feel like it would be. It would just be like um like a hodag. Yeah, it's like hodag. Yeah. No, that's that's bad. No, I mean mine wasn't great, but I do I do feel like it was a little better. <laughs> yeah, it was better. I can't do voices. It's my problem. Mm. Uh, like, uh, nope, I can't. I got nothing. I don't Aha. have a. I win the showdown. You do. You won. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. What would the hodag eat? Well, it it says that he eats uh, bulldogs, white bulldogs. 
Mm. Which I, feel I guess like... asking Linnea did ask if the hodag would eat hot dogs. So in a way, yes. Depends on the temperature of the of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I mean it's supposed to smell bad as well. So like garlic. Mm, maybe I mean if you like have really bad bo, you might as well commit. You know, like take advantage. Yeah. Right. Like onions. Yeah. I don't know. Who can say? Anyway, next question. <laughs> next question. I'm. That's me. Sorry, I got distracted by Kit. Um, hey, I, Kit. She. I was being mouthed at. I was trying to interpret. Uh, um. So, next question comes from Salsiverse, <laughs> friend of the show, Salsiverse. Hey, Salsiverse. Hey, what's up? Who asks? Is it a coincidence? Hodag sounds like hobag. Oh, uh, I'm going to say yes, because I don't think the hodag is a hobag. Yeah, I mean, it's at least not part of the mythos. Yeah, like, well, because just of the, you know, it is part of the mythos that the hodag is crying all the time from everyone calling it ugly. Um, yeah. And but I feel it smells like, really bad. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, what do we mean by hobag here? Like, how are we defining hobag? Well, how would you be defining hobag? To me, hobag is, I don't know. If if you're just like a a big slut, yeah. But what I I'm guess. saying is, that I don't think that the hodag would like have the opportunity to be a big slut because I don't think that people gotcha would like want to hang out, yeah, and be that intimate with like not not necessarily because of the looks, but just the smell. Yeah, poor hygiene. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, needs to take a shower before before slutting it up. And then maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And the second part of this question, which cryptids are suffering worse from lockdown and which are thriving the most because of it? Ooh, this is a good question. This is a good question. I think that cryptids generally are, like, doing, faring pretty well, you mm-hmm. know? Agreed. Because I feel like cryptids, particularly ones that have, like, big communities of people searching for it, have very, like... Okay, so you know in Shrek... I do know in Shrek. When he just, like, wants everybody to get out of his swamp. Mm-hmm. And then when he, like, initially returns to his swamp and finds that all of the magical creatures have been moved off, and he's just like, oh, fucking finally. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the vibe that most cryptids have. Yeah. Where they're like... It's like, oh, finally. finally, I can just, like, chill out in peace. Yeah. No one's going to be, like, walking around with a flaming torch at night. Exactly. I can just, like, sit the fuck down. Put the TV on mm-hmm. and, you know, just kick back. Yeah. In my just... little cave slash lake slash whatever else. Just relax. Just take it easy. Mm-hmm. Take it take it breezy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I wonder if they Who get the news, do... though, you know? Like, do you think they know why they have so many fewer people, like, coming after them? I mean, I guess it depends on how how kind of tapped into current events they are yeah. i can see some definitely i feel like you know, mothman I reckon, you know uh didn't didn't mothman appear near chicago last year yeah i was gonna say mothman is is definitely urbane right hangs out in the city as yeah, much well, as no, not only but not only is he urbane but he's supposed to be a uh harbinger of bad things to come and what i'm also saying is that mothman was cited last year and now here we are yeah but mothman I, I feel like there's no significance to Chicago specifically, right? Mothman should have shown up you everywhere know. at the same time. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, but he was just like on holiday and he's like, oh, you know what? Actually, Chicago's pretty chill. I'll let them know first. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but, but anyway, the point is that he's probably like not only more urbane, but also more plugged into current events because he knows what the future events are before they're like the current events. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Mothman went and stocked up on toilet paper before anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, has has a big stockpile of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like got got his affairs in order mm-hmm. uh, and was just ready for the long haul. Yeah. Who do badly? I'm trying to think. I uh, feel like hmm, maybe La Blessed of the ones we've talked about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she's like, all about like kidnapping men. Right, and she's, she like she'll like show up to a party to be like, "Hey, come with me, so I can trick you into killing yourself." Uh, and there's just no one there. Yeah, and they all just got no their parties. masks on. They're like, "Yeah, get back, yeah." And also, you can't exactly like, you know, be inconspicuous in a crowd when everybody's like staying two meters apart. Right. I guess it would be a challenge though to have to sort of like. Um, to sort of like seduce people from two meters away. Yeah. You know? You gotta get creative. You can't you can't like dance up all close. Right. You've gotta have like really get get with those like eyebrow waggles. Uh-huh. You, know? you you really gotta work it. Yeah. So I think those are the ones that would be doing best and worse. They are. I think that's right. I think those were our only mm-hmm. questions for this week. Uh for this. yes, let's just double check. Yes. From Twitter yeah. at least. Um Yeah. yeah. If you would like to ask us a question in the future for future episodes, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at CryptidZone. Mm-hmm. And we post when we're going to be recording. And then if you get a question in before we actually record, then we'll do our best to answer it on the air. Hell yeah. We give you no warning. We just say we're recording in several hours. You know, you just have to go for it. You, so you got to stay on your toes, you know? <laughs> we know we know yeah. who the real MVPs are here. Salsaverse is always on top of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you should aspire to those kinds of heights, honestly. Um, honestly. Keep your eyes uh, on the prize. Actually, you know what? We were referring to Dr. Linnea, who's a doctor. I should also say that it's Dr. Salsiverse. So, oh, um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So wait, so we're both doctors and everyone who's writing into us is a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're both doctors now. Uh-huh. A couple <laughs> the of most you would... overqualified. A couple of you would call me out for studying Latin when, like, everyone on this, everyone on the show and listening to the show has a fucking PhD. Big leaguing me. God. Uh, it's just because I love making fun of you. I know. I know you do. You enjoy it a little too much. Uh, well, I gotta, you gotta get your kicks where you can. That's true, especially in lockdown. Alone. Yeah, yep. you can only bully people from from far away over the internet yeah um uh-huh anyway <laughs> where can people find you on the internet lois uh so you can find me on twitter i'm at suppets lois that's s-u-p-i-t-s-l-o-i-s i'm you know having a great time over there mm-hmm. likewise uh you can find me on twitter at knifewitch you can follow me on Instagram at Kaskaskia River. Mm. You can follow the show on Instagram at cryptid underscore zone. Yep. If you own at cryptid zone on Instagram, please give it to me. Yeah. But, you know, until then, there's a little underscore in the middle there. Just chilling out. Did you put the underscore in the middle? In the middle. Oh, okay. Cool. Between the words. Oh, that's fair. 
Nice. Well, my 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 Instagram is at stuff its lowest, but then I put an underscore at the end because somebody had fair enough. Also, so different strokes for different yep. folks. You can also find our beautiful, lovely, wonderful editor Ben uh, on Twitter at Low Cinnabar. I don't Instagram. Should we plug Ben's Instagram? Yeah. Is that a thing they use? Ben never posts at, on it, but once in a while they do. So at Leverett Jakes. Yep. Um, Just guess at the spelling. <laughs> do your best. You're going to get it wrong though. So. We we believe in you. There's a C in there. Um, no, that yeah, there isn't a C in there. There is a C. Where? In Jake's. No, there isn't. Yeah, there is. Is there? Yeah. I thought the whole thing was there no, wasn't a C. No, there's not. No, I'm the worst. <laughs> no. I win. I win. Ben, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ah, uh, now I'm Hold dating on, I'm Ben. I'm gonna text them right now. I'm so sorry. Ben, I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> the crown now sits on my head. <sighs> I didn't ask for this. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we, you know, thank you for coming on this journey with us, everyone who's listened. Uh, Particularly new listeners. I think we have a bunch of new listeners. Uh, this, this Yeah, if you're new, we love you. Yeah, I mean, we love everybody, but we just want you to know especially, because there's a lot of you right now. Yeah, I know. The people who have, who have been coming here, they know that we have, a, we have a special place in our hearts for them. Yeah. I just feel like if you're listening for the first time, you might not know yeah, about true. that kind of the kind of vibe and situation we're going for here. So just so mm-hmm. everyone's on the same page, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's time for the most important question of all. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Lois. Would you date the Hodag? I think I... If we can sort out those hygiene issues... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't have super high standards. If it truly is <laughs> that bad... Yeah. Then, uh, then yeah, maybe a little bit of... A little bit of encouragement to shower mm-hmm. would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't need someone to be, like, super pristine all the time. Um, if it's manageable, then... You know what? I think I might... How about you? So I I don't think I would, but it's not because of the smell. I th- it is because of like how many instances there were like references to the hodag crying because other people think that he's ugly, mm-hmm. and it just seems like that's somebody who like really has like a self confidence journey to go on, right. um, and maybe isn't like super confident within themselves, and and like I don't. You know, that's just, like, a lot of emotional labor to, to put onto a relationship. And I don't know if I'm, like, ready to to sort of get into it with somebody who doesn't, like, love themselves, you know? I do. I know what you mean. But also I feel like low-key, the strategy there for me might be to, you know, like, start exploring it and then maybe suggest that therapy might be a good idea. Yeah, but I um, think that that's the sort of thing where, you know, I, I don't know if I would want to, like, enter or something, you know... Like a relationship I with see, that energy. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess especially I if you're going into a relationship and there might be that thing where they're sort of like expecting you to like be complimenting them and like being their confidence for them, you know, like that dynamic. And that's just not like a healthy space to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Fair enough. But I, th- I think if the hodag was like, you know what? I am fucking ugly you know, so what, then, you know, I'd be down for that. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. 
Yeah. Um, Asked and answered. And, and we did it. Another episode. In the bank. Yes. Oh, one more thing. Also, we've decided we're changing uh, our titles, how we're titling episodes. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm in a space where I want to do, this, this started with the last episode, right, where we talked about the Thunderbird and then we're like, actually, in this situation, would we call it the Thunderbird? Like, yeah. And then I, I just, in general, was like, you know what? What if instead of the episode titles being the name of the creature, they were just like a fun joke from the episode or something? Yeah. Just so, a small thing. So we're, we're thinking about going back and sort of renaming episodes. So if you have any suggestions for old episodes, you can get in touch with us via Twitter, which we gave you before, or you can send us an email, which is cryptidzone at gmail.com. Yeah, or like an Instagram DM, wherever. Yeah, um, contact us directly. Why not? Shout really the, loud. The, Maybe we'll hear you. The whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. But anyway, I think, I think that, that finishes us off, this this episode. It does. Thank you so much for carrying this entire thing, Lois. You know what? Anything for you, dear. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and to the people listening, to you listening, to you listening specifically, we love you. We love you. Hey. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll see you outside one day. We will. <laughs> From across the street, when you least expect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs>